All right, before you're seated, I want to read just a passage of scripture. I preached on this not too long ago, but the Holy Spirit really spoke to me over the last few days uh, about a part of this scripture that really just leaped into my spirit. So if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Kings chapter 7. And I'm going to read a few verses here. It said, Then Elijah said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two seas of barley for a shekel, at the gate of Samaria. So an officer of, on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore, come. Let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord has caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots, the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So that they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore, they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. Go back to verse 3, please. This is what really leaped into my spirit. Now, therefore, were, now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, and this is the part that the Lord really just drilled into my spirit. Why are we sitting here until we die? I'm going to say it again. Why are we sitting here until we die? I'm going to say it one more time. Why are we sitting here until we die? Lift your hands. Lord, have your way today. There's people in this room that need breakthrough, that need deliverance, need the miraculous. They need a supernatural touch from heaven. May they, long, long, may they no longer just sit around and wait for it. May they learn a truth today that will carry them into their breakthrough. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen. All right, high five your neighbor before you're seated. Can we give the worship team another big hand clap? Don't we have an amazing worship team? Can we just give them one more hand clap to show them how much we love them? I have a title to my message, and it's a very 
something I just read. I've titled this message, Why Are We Sitting Here Until We Die? I want to teach about how breakthrough occurs. I want to teach you today how we can experience breakthrough in our lives. So many Christians don't experience breakthrough. They don't experience the delivering power of God. They don't experience the supernatural touch from heaven. Because a lot of times, they just sit around and wait for God to do it. That's not how God works. But let me just dive a little bit into this story. And I know I preached on this recently, but the Holy Spirit leaped this into my spirit. And I can't get it out because I believe there's someone here today that's been sitting around waiting to die. And God has a word for you today that if you'll get up, you will live again. If you'll get off your feet, you are going to live again. The man of God gives a word. He prophetically speaks and says, by this time tomorrow, this famine, everything's going to change. That's what I love about God. One word from God can change anything. One word from heaven, one word from the throne room can change the course of someone's life for eternity. One word from God can alter your course. How many know we need a word from God? In this season more than ever, we need a word from God. The man of God said, within 24 hours, everything's going to change. The famine that was great, there's going to be breakthrough. There was a man that had unbelief, and let me tell you, unbelief gets you nothing every time. Faith gets you everything. Unbelief gets you nothing. So many people want to embrace unbelief, but unbelief will always get you nothing. There's no anointing on unbelief. God anoints faith. Faith gets everything. And then there's these four lepers that I absolutely love this story. I love this passage of scripture. These four lepers are outside the city gate, sitting there, waiting to die. There's so many people in the church, there's so many Christians, there's so many believers that have the power of God at their fingertips, that has the authority and power of the almighty Jesus. Our Jesus is alive. He is not dead. He has all power and authority. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. There's nothing that can stop him. No no movement, no this, no that, no, nothing on earth can contain the power of God. And I have dominion through him. I'm a child of God. I belong to a royal priesthood. I'm an heir to the kingdom of heaven. I'm not a weak, wimpy Christian. Quite the opposite. I got power through Jesus. In the good times and in the bad times. On the highs and the lows. These four lepers are sitting there waiting to die. And they had this revelation. Why are we sitting here waiting to die? We should get up. This is faith at its core. Faith is action. Faith is an act, and faith is a fact. And so when you get up, there's something about that. Mm. See, some of you have been living in your condition way too long. 
You've been living in a compromised condition for way too long. You've been living with this chains wrapped around you way too long. You've been living in that addiction way too long. You've been living in that bondage way too long. You've been living in that guilt and shame way too long. You've been living in this condition too long. And this is how you change the situation. You got to get up. You got to get up. Enough has to be enough. Let me say it again. You have to come to a place where enough is enough. You got to get mad at the devil. You know, we don't preach that anymore. That used to be something we preached all the time. I, I, I grew up in, uh, in my faith early on when I got saved. Preachers always preach, you got to get mad at the devil. I still get mad at the devil. Every lie he tells someone, I get even madder. Every deceitful act, I get even madder. He's a liar. He is a liar. Let me say it again. He is a liar. And we don't get mad at the devil. We get mad at Pastor Natalie. Because she threw a lime at me. Come on, somebody. I got mad at the devil that day. Come on, somebody. I'm all right, though. Thanks for asking, everybody. A lot of times we get mad at everybody else. We get mad at church. Come on, somebody. We get mad at the pastors. We get mad at this and we get mad at that. No, you need to get mad at the devil. He is the enemy of your soul. The Bible says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus comes to get life and life abundantly. Why are we always mad at each other? Why? Man, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principality and powers. I'm mad at the devil. Every time he lies to a brother or sister in the Lord, I'm mad at that. He's a schemer. He's a liar. He's deceitful. But I'm here to tell you, we got a power. See, the devil wants you to say, sitting down. Just sit down. Just sit down. Just sit down. You know, eventually God's going to show up. That's not how God works. God responds to faith. God doesn't respond to need. If God responded to need, every hospital would be empty. God responds to faith. God doesn't respond to need. God responds to faith. And when you get up, you're saying something. When you rise up, you're saying something. When you get off the ground and say, I've been on the ground way too long. See, someone today is going to go from a victim to a victor. Someone's going to go walking in victory. You've been in defeat way too long. It's time you start walking in victory. See, a lot of people say, I'm just waiting on God. Maybe God's waiting on you. I'm just waiting on God. Maybe God's waiting on you. You got to get up. Let me tell you a little story. I have a wonderful little dog. Well, she's not so little, but her name's Princess. Tell your neighbor Princess. What a cute name. Princess is a, she's half pit bull and half bully. So she's real, she looks real tough. And we have a little backyard, and we have a lot of squirrels in our neighborhood. Squirrels everywhere. 
I mean, we are overrun with squirrels. I mean, they, they run the block. Come on, somebody. I would let Princess out in the little backyard, and there would always be squirrels in the morning. And she would love to chase them. So she would chase them, and they'd run up the tree and run over the wall, and they were terrified. One day, something happened. I don't know if these squirrels talked to each other. I don't know. But they decided not to run from Princess. They stood their ground. And I let Princess out, and all of a sudden, Princess ran towards them and ran right back to me. You know what? You've been running way too long. It's time you stand your ground. It's time you fight the good fight of faith. It's time you realize you have a greater power in you than you realize. You're not weak. You're not defeated. And even when you feel weak, when I'm weak, he is strong. I'm here to tell you, you need to rise up and get up. And I, I need someone to understand enough has to be enough. I'm tired. I'm tired of politicians telling me how to believe. I'm tired of CNN, Fox News, CNBC, Univision. I'm tired of them telling me how I should believe. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe Jesus died for my sins. I believe he rose again three days later with all power and authority. I don't care what CNN says. I don't care what Fox News says. I don't care what Univision says. I declare enough is enough. We're taking back our children. We're taking back the land. We're taking things back. We're children of God. I'm tired of people saying that Jesus has no power. I don't know what Jesus they serve, but that's not my Jesus. He has all power and all authority, and he has given it to us. And I'm telling you, I, I, enough is enough. Enough is enough. That's why we are starting a woman's clinic here. Because we want to see lives saved. That's why we also, when the schools teach our kids stuff that absolutely don't even make sense, enough is enough. Enough is enough. You can't teach our children that. That has no right in their life. I'm tired of the church just bowing down to society. I'm tired of the church being more part of the society than more part of the Bible. We believe more in the world's culture than we do in the Word of God. And there's a problem. It is the Word that is our strength. It is the Word that sustains us. It is the Word. It is the Word. And the world is a crazy place right now. I was heartbroken to hear about the shooting in Texas. Heartbroken. It's heartbroken how the politicians politicized it. And I'm here to tell you, the church needs to rise up. We are the answer. We are the answer because Jesus lives on the inside of us. He is alive. And it takes, when godly people do nothing over and over, this is what happens to the world. We need to stand up. We can't just wait around. God anoints faith. 
And faith is always getting up. Mark 9 says this, verse 21. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often has he thrown him, him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But he tells Jesus this. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Then Jesus said to him. So the father says, if you can help my boy, have compassion. Jesus then flips it. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. See, we're going to Jesus and say, Jesus, if you can do this, and Jesus says to us, if you can only believe, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. So we go to Jesus, Jesus, if you can do this, but I'm coming at this a little different today. I'm telling you, if you can believe in God's word, if you can believe in Jesus, if you can believe in what he says is true, all things are possible to those who believe. How long are you going to live like this? How long are you going to be like this? Rise up, resist the devil, and he will flee. I don't know how long you're going to live like this, but I choose not to live like this. We all may be a little beat up like the lepers. We all might have gone through a few things, but I'm getting up. I'm getting up. Let me tell you how it kind of starts. I heard this funny story from a pastor. There was a little boy whose mother, we'll call this little boy Johnny. Johnny kept standing up in church. His mom kept pushing him down. Sit down, Johnny. Sit down. He would keep standing up. Sit down, Johnny. Sit down. He'd keep standing up. Eventually, the mother pushed him onto the seat and said, sit down, Johnny. Johnny said, I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. Let me tell you how it starts. God starts to change some things in the inside. Before you can rise up on the outside, you got to rise up on the inside. Things start to change inwardly, and then they reflect outwardly. Sometimes you got to rise up on the inside. Your spirit has to be stirred. The Holy Spirit inside you has to begin to stir inside of you. And when you begin to stir on the inside, you stand up on the inside. Anytime I've experienced sickness, lack, I need a breakthrough, I need a miracle, I start declaring it. I start standing up on the inside first. I'm healed. I got breakthrough. God's providing. I start declaring it. And I know people might say, well, that's silly. Well, you can say whatever you want, but I've experienced a lot of breakthrough. I will declare it around my house, around the neighborhood, I'm healed. I'm delivered. I got breakthrough in my life. And something happens. It starts to affect your inside. And then next thing you know, it starts to affect your entire body. When you start declaring the things of God, I'm the head, not the tail. 
I'm above, not beneath. By his stripes, I'm healed. 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 He pulled me from that miry clay and set my feet upon the rock of salvation. There's something as you begin to say it, it affects the inside of you and then it goes to the outside. It starts in the supernatural and the supernatural always affects the natural. He is my deliverer. He is my strength. He is my hope. He is my anchor. He is my salvation. I'm not walking around defeated. I'm walking around declaring a few things. I'm declaring that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think according to the power that works within us. I declare he is able. I'm trying to teach you to have a breakthrough because you've been living this way way too long. I'm trying to get someone to break through on this Memorial Day weekend. I, I, I know you can have some hot dogs afterwards, some hamburgers. Come on, somebody. That will do you all fine and good. But you, I'd rather you have a breakthrough than a hamburger right now. Come on, somebody. I ain't knocking the hamburger, obviously, by my figure. But I'm here to tell you, I, you need to have a breakthrough first. Come on, somebody. I need you to understand this here today. Come on. I feel like a pit bull on a pork chop. I feel like attacking this thing head on. I need you to understand this here today. I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. And eventually you're going to stand up on the outside. The word never returns void. Breakthrough always happens when you say enough is enough. You can come out of all your trouble if you're tired of it. Command it to go. Exodus 14 says this in verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. God showed me there's someone here that's been crying way too long. And I'm not here to be unsensitive. I'm here to tell you to rise up. I'm here to help you get a breakthrough. I'm not here to coddle you in your tears. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I love our pastors here because the one thing they will do they will push you to be the best version of you. And the best version of you is always you following Jesus with faith. And I'm here to tell you this today. Somebody's been crying way too long. And there's a moment for tears. And there's a moment to cry and pray. But sometimes you got to stretch the rod out and tell the people to move on. And I want to tell someone today, you've been crying way too long. Move forward in the name of Jesus. Move forward in the name of Jesus. Move forward. I want you to understand this. In this passage, God really just spoke to me. Jeremiah 5, verse 22. Do you not fear me, says the Lord? Will you not tremble at my presence? 
who have placed the sand as the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree that it cannot pass beyond it. And though its waves toss to and fro, yet they cannot prevail. Though they roar, yet they cannot pass over. I want you to understand something today. God made a covenant with a little grain of sand. God made a covenant with a little grain of sand. If God made a covenant with a little grain of sand, what kind of covenant do we have with God? He tells the little grain of sand, I have put a perpetual decree in you. I have put a word in you. A little grain of sand. I have put my word in you. I have put my decree in you. And the mighty ocean, with its waves, with its enormous body of water, with everything that lives and dwells within it, no matter how much the waves come, no matter how much the ocean goes back and forth, my word is in the little grain of sand. And it tells the mighty ocean, you've come too far. You've come too far. You've come too far. Let me just say it like this. I can just, I see things in pictures and I can hear and see the sand and the ocean talking. I can hear them having an argument. I can hear the ocean saying, you little nothing, you little piece of sand. I can hear the sand saying, hello, ocean, you may be big, but my God put his decree in me. My big God put his word in me. I don't care how big you are, you can't overcome me. I don't care how enormous you are, I am your boundary. I don't care how big the waves are. I don't care how they come back and forth. I am the boundary line. You can't come past this. When God puts a decree and a word in us, and how many know we have many words that belong to us? The enemy is like that big bad ocean. He talks a big game, his waves go back and forth, but I'm here to tell you, he might call you a little nothing, he may call you a little nothing, but I tell the enemy this, I am your boundary line. You can't come past this. Hallelujah. I am your boundary line. The decree of the Lord is in me. The decree of the Lord is in me. Come on. You let the ocean, you let the enemy tell you how big he is. Doesn't matter how small I am. My big God, my big Jesus, put a word in me. And when the waves come in, now I'm preaching. When the waves come in, over and over and over again. And the enemy's like, there I am. I'm taking some more sand. I can hear 
the sand say, it's time to go back. 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 Because even when high tide comes, and there's moments where there's some high tide, eventually the ocean has to go back. Because the boundary line is the sand, because God's word decrees it. So when the enemy comes in with high tide, it's coming over and over and over again. You just got to start saying, it's time to go back. 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 God's word is in me. And devil, I am your boundary line. You can't touch my family. You can't touch my children. You can't touch my house. You can't touch my church. You can't touch my city. I am the boundary line. I am the boundary line. His words in me, his decrees in me. And if the grain of sand can be a boundary line, I'm a boundary line. Get this darkness out of my city. Get this stuff you're teaching out of my city. Get this junk out of town. I am the boundary line. God's words in me. I decree it. I declare it. Come on, somebody. But you let the ocean talk all this junk. The little sand. This is the sandbag here. So many words, so many promises, so many decrees. But you don't pick up this book. Some of you don't even have this book. I'll tell you what it's called. It's called the Bible. I know it looks old. It is. It's the truth. It's what we stand on. It's what we believe. It's what we fight with. I don't just make things up. This is what I believe. I don't just have an emotional day and create whatever religion I want, which most of society does. On a good day, you could be a tree and you could do this. And I'm here to tell you, that's not what God created us to be. This is the word of God. It is our boundary line. The word is in us. His word never returns void. And no matter how much the devil, those waves keep hitting you. You need to tell the devil, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It's time to go back. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that gives me strength. It's time to go back. If God before me, who could be gay against me? It's time to go back. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. It's time to go back. If the grain of sand is a boundary line to the ocean, we are a boundary line against the forces of darkness because God's word is in us. His mighty decree. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He put his word in the sand. The pe perpetual decree in the sand. 
I love that scripture. The mighty oceans you're facing today. Cancer. Heart disease. Addiction. Diabetes. A wayward son or daughter. Whatever ocean you're facing today. And the enemy's calling you a little nothing. But the decree of God is in you. And you need to tell the ocean, go back. Go back. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. You can just sit there. But when they began to move, something happened. Every journey begins with one step. When they got up and they took one step, heaven backed them up. When they took one step, a sound from heaven backed them up. If you'll get up today, heaven will back you up. If you'll rise up today, they took a step, and there was a sound of heaven that scared the enemy. So you need to know something. The enemy is defeated. The enemy is defeated. The enemy is defeated because Jesus Christ defeated him over 2,000 years ago on the cross. He walks around like a roaring lion, but he is not a roaring lion. There is one line, and he is the line from the tribe of Judah. He tries to imitate a roaring line, but he is not the roaring line. There is a lion from the tribe of Judah that will roar in our lives. And the enemy wants to be like him, but he is not him. There's only one line from the tribe of Judah. Come on. I feel like roaring today. The enemy is defeated. If you can believe all things are possible, God will do it. But it takes a step of faith. You got to get up. You got to get up. And when you get up, something occurs. When you say enough's enough, I've had it. I'm not living like this. I can't live like this anymore. God has more for me. I'm not going to live in this bondage. I'm not going to live in this addiction. I'm not going to live defeated. I'm not going to live crying every day. I'm not going to live like this. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm not going to live the way I'm living anymore. There's something happens when you eventually get mad. There is a righteous anger that you get mad at the devil and say enough's enough. I'm tired of my kids being lost. I'm tired of them serving the devil. I'm taking back my family. I'm taking back my house. I'm taking back everything. There's something happens when you say enough's enough. Now you can sit down for the rest of your life and you'll die there. I trust me, you will die there. But if you get up, what happens is heaven will back you up. Heaven will have your back. God will move on your behalf and there will be such a noise that comes from you that the enemy will run, run, run. Resist the devil.
and he will flee. Come on, somebody. If you can believe all things are possible, come on, somebody. I want everyone to stand to your feet. Today we're going to believe that all things are possible. I want to pray for you. God's word is in the sand. It is the boundary line for the ocean. God's word is in my heart. You can't come any further, devil. I am the boundary line. Rise up, church. Rise up, man of God. Rise up, woman of God. I've messed up, pastor. Rise up. I've made some mistakes. Rise up. A righteous man falls seven times. Get up. Get up. Get up. Come on, get up. If you stay sitting down, you will die. But if you rise, you'll bring breakthrough. You'll bring breakthrough for a region. You'll bring breakthrough for your neighbors, for your family. If you rise up and take a step of faith, one step, heaven will back you. When we started doing these crusades, it was one step of faith. And every time heaven would back us. If you'll take one step of faith, if you'll rise up, heaven will back you. Job 22 verse 28. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways. Right now with every head bowed, every eye closed. If you need to surrender to Jesus Christ, rededicate your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus for the first time with every head bowed, every eye closed. If you need to do that today, Every head bowed, every eye closed. When I count to three, lift your hand. One, I just declare the Holy Spirit is tugging our hearts right now. Two, I break every chain of the devil. If you need to rededicate your life or give your life to Jesus for the first time, it's between you and God. Lift your hand now and say, that's me. I need to do that. I see those hands. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus. Forgive me my sins. I give you my life. I give you everything. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's give them wonderful people a big hand clap. Worship, come back. Every hand lifted.
Hallelujah. Breakthrough is going to happen right now. Breakthrough is going to happen right now. Someone's going to stand up on the inside right now. It's got to start somewhere. Starts in the spirit first. We are spirit first. We are always, we are spirit first. I declare you're standing up on the inside. You are rising up on the inside. God has put his word in you. I declare that you will rise, that you will not sit here any longer and wait to die. That you will rise up and become who God has called you to become. You'll become that man of God, that woman of God, that family of God. Rise up on the inside. Rise up. Rise up, rise up. Take back your life. Take back your life. Take back your family. Take back what the enemy stole. Take it back. Don't wait around, take it back. Heaven will back you. Heaven will back you. If you take one step toward the enemy's camp, heaven will back you. And I declare it over you today. You are the boundary line. You will become the boundary line. No matter how many times the waves beat against you, they can't pass you. They will not be able to come against you. Lift your hand one last time, everyone. I declare you the head, not the tail. I declare you're above, not beneath. I declare from this day forward, I declare breakthrough in the house. I declare breakthrough in your life. I declare if you will rise up, if you will stand up, you will experience the breakthrough power of God. If you will rise up, God will do the impossible. If you only believe, if you only believe, rise up. I declare strength in you that you don't know you have. I declare an anointing in you that you don't know you have. I declare a power in you that you don't know you have. Rise up, man of God. Rise up, woman of God. Become the person that God has for you. Come on, let's give Jesus a shout of praise. Come on, ushers, quickly make your way down. Would you remain standing? I love the fact that we are the boundary line. And one of the ways that we do that is when we give. We're letting everybody know that we just don't talk about it, but we invest in souls. We invest in the kingdom of God. And I'm so grateful that I serve a God that when I didn't have faith, even in myself, he still had faith in me. He still was faithful when I wasn't faithful. And Hebrews chapter 10 talks about it. It says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering without wavering, without wavering. It doesn't mean today I'm full of faith and tomorrow I'm not. Doesn't mean today I give all my trust to God and tomorrow I'll wake up shaky and, uh, and, and, and nervous about the day. No, I wake up every day and I declare the goodness of God 
in the land of the living. There is no wavering in my family. There's no wavering in my life. And I invest in the kingdom of God every opportunity I get. I'm so grateful for a church that can go to Tijuana, El Salvador, to the streets of LA because there are kingdom investors among us today. I think we ought to give God a great shout of amen for all the faithful givers in this house. We cannot do what God calls us to do if we're not willing to sacrifice, we're not willing to go, and we're not willing to sow. It says, without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So I sow because I know. I sow because I know that when I go, he's still faithful. I sow because I know that when I need something, I've got one source to go back to. I don't worry about this and I don't worry about that. I don't worry about where the money's going to come from. I've got one source. The Bible tells me that every good thing flows from the Father. And so today when we sow a tithe, when we sow an offering, we're not giving God what isn't already His in the first place. What I'm doing is I'm returning back to Him my 10% that is holy and sanctified. I'm returning it back to him because he first entrusted it to me. Now I turn it back to him and say, God, I'm putting it back in the ground. Bring fruit of souls. Bring uh, fruit of the expanded kingdom of God. And so let us be faithful because the one who first called us, he himself is faithful. Can I get an amen? Come on, you ready to sow something into the kingdom of God today? Come on, let's be faithful givers today. Come on, help me bless this tithe now. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so grateful that we don't have to look far to see an example of generosity. John chapter 3 tells us that you gave your son freely to us. The Bible tells us he freely gave himself for us. And so, Lord, today, with full hearts, grateful hearts, because we remember, we remember all the goodness you have brought to us. When we didn't have anything, you were there for us. And so we return back to you, the holy, sanctified time. We give an offering today because you are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. And so we will continue to be faithful to sow back into the kingdom of God. In Jesus' mighty name. And the church shouted amen. Come on, shout amen like you love Jesus this morning. Come on, ushers, would you take it up as they're taking up the offering? Don't forget about next weekend is Pentecost weekend. Come on, this is a Pentecostal church. This is a weekend that marks what Acts chapter 2 talks about. When the Holy Ghost came upon a room full of people in a prayer service. So Saturday night, right here in this tabernacle, we're going to have a Pentecost more service. We're going to get on our face. We're going to call upon heaven. We're going to pull on heaven. And we're going to have the Holy Ghost come fall on this place again. And the great thing that happened is after they left that room, there was such a boldness on those people that they spread the gospel farther and farther and farther. And so next weekend is Pentecost weekend. So don't miss Saturday night. Be back with us for Pentecost Sunday at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. And you hear us talk about it all the time. The amount that we invest in the next generation. There is so much filth being poured into our kids day after day that this is a generation and this is a church that has to stand. Come on, stand. 
for something. And so in the month of June, we're having our Vacation Bible School, VBS, right here on our campus. This is not just a moment to just fill a few days. This is a moment where the remnant, the army of God rises up. So I want to encourage you and challenge you. Go to CR.City. That's our website. Click on CR Kids. You can see all the information about this event. But more importantly, you can sign up to be a volunteer. How many of you know that Jesus wants us to give back to the kingdom of God? Not just by what we give, but by what we do when we serve. I said it before. I was never saved to sit. I was saved to serve. And so we get to pour and invest for a few days into the next generation. So I challenge you, get on there and sign up to be a volunteer. Sign up your kids. Sign up your whole neighborhood and bring them and be with us. Amen? Come on, how many of you love today? How many of you have been encouraged today? We are the boundary. So grateful for every one of you. We love you. You know we have church again tonight at 6 p.m. I'm excited for it. We love you. Thank you so much. If you need prayer for anything, we'll have pastors up here that would love to pray with you. The worship team will continue to worship if you want to just enjoy worship. Again, God bless you. We'll see you tonight at 6 p.m.